Welcome to Biz Buys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and today we're going to be talking about pharmacies. Uh, either buying a new one, or building a new one, or buying an existing uh, pharmacy. Today with me, I have Tanvir Hussein and Mohammed Rahman with RX Alliance Solutions. How are you guys doing today? Great, Armin. Good, good, good. good. Thanks for having us. Thanks Thanks absolutely, having absolutely. Us. And, and I've been fortunate enough to do a couple of deals with you guys. So we, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Best sold business some broker pharmacy. in town. Yeah, so uh, we had, um, um, you know, I get people all the time asking me about pharmacies. You know, should I buy an existing one? Should I buy a new one? Build a new one? Um, tell me a little bit, first of all, about RX Alliance Solutions. What do you guys do? Um, and then, you know, we'll kind of just build a recipe on top of that. RX, RX Alliance Solution is formed by two of us, me and my cousin, which is Tanvir. Um, it's been existing for over a year. We are a company where we do everything in the pharmacy field, from A to Z. We literally do all the paperwork, all the construction, all the licensing, all the employment, anything that's needed, we do. Everything so down to the A pen. through Z. Pretty a much through doing Z. Anything. You'll find locations and everything. Cause yes. I think location, location, location is very important. Very important. Definitely. Definitely. So good. So you do everything. Um, so building out, do you guys have like different setups that you have do you have a um like a, a custom package is we have a basic a ba- package we have a basic uh package okay. and a custom package where yeah, basic, tell me a little bit about both of them you know basic uh is your general basic pharmacy you okay. know um just the minimum requirements by the state and the dea so and then you have your custom which it's built out by what the uh, buyer wants you know so basically that's about it you know basic packages you know basic price and the custom comes mm-hmm. it varies so i can pick and choose what i want absolutely i could customize the whole pharmacy absolutely um, custom would include what so you know most pharmacies i walk into it's a, a white box it's right. a very medical looking right. pharmacy can I get custom woodwork or cherry wood? Tell me what, what's included into the uh, the custom. The uh, custom package usually breaks down to what you want. Okay. How you want the flooring, how you want the wall, how you want the paint. Even goes down to the software. There's multiple different softwares the pharmacy industry uses. Okay. Uh, we primarily use Prime RX Pharmacy. Uh, Prime RX Pharmacy is with uh, Micro Merchant. It's mm-hmm. a New Jersey-based company. They're very great. Okay. Customer service is amazing, but pre- people prefer SRS, Vision. There's multiple softwares that's different. It all There's, depends on what the customer is comfortable with, right. you know? So user-friendly. Some are better right. user-friendly than the Definitely. other ones. Right. Definitely. And we train, we train on all of them, too. Okay. So. so that's going to be part of our talk discussion also is when somebody gets a pharmacy from you guys, you guys actually go ahead and train these people. Absolutely. Okay, very good. Very good. So... Location, location, location. And with any industry, you know, I hear that all the time. Tell me about location. Are we looking for medical buildings? Are they in shopping centers? Are they uh, standalone buildings? Um, what should I, if I come to you looking for a pharmacy, what am I looking for? What am I asking for location-wise? Do you find the locations for me? Definitely. Priority would be something medical-related. You are in the medical field. You don't want to be next to a construction company when you have a pharmacy. You right. want to be primarily in a medical office with medical doctors, which will give you a prescription flow. There are customers that also want in uh, plazas. Plazas, yeah. That's where you know the neighborhood and you know people will come to you. So that's 
basically the reason you'll be in in like a shopping center or something like that where you have high traffic and you it's best to stay away from other pharmacies you know mm-hmm. like you don't want to go off of someone else's um customer base so it's best to you know have the right location right you know so that's why medical plazas is the best because you have the relationship with the doctors and you know any 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 problems you can always call the doctor right away or even run up to the office if you have and, and to. they'll give you referrals I'm sure right right, right? so if right. you're nearby right. you get referrals from them right and with the RX Alliance we really try to focus on location because when we sell a pharmacy we just don't want to sell a pharmacy we want a pharmacy that succeeds we want to drive by one day and say sure. that's the pharmacy that we sold with Armenizarian. Yeah, and, and it's and, doing and numbers. Obviously, if they succeed, they're going to want to buy more, absolutely, or open up more, more branches, absolutely, and of that sort. Absolutely, and that makes sense. this is more of a passion for us too, you know. Right. So that's why that's why it's great because I love building. You know, I love uh, seeing a pharmacy grow. It's like watching a baby grow. You see oh, sure. a business grow. You yeah. Know? So so this the um, yeah, I know the company's fairly new, right. about a year, year and a half old. How long have you guys been in the whole pharmacy industry? Me personally, I've been, uh, I'm 29 years old right now. I started in pharmacy when I was 16 as a technician. So grew up in it pretty much. And uh, I owned my first pharmacy when I was 21 years old. Good. Yeah. Good. So you know, pretty in and out. Are you guys just building out in Michigan? Is that what the RX for now? For yes. Just Michigan right now. For now, yes. We have plans to grow out of state as well. Okay, and build other states. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I find a location. You guys build this pharmacy out for me. Tell me something about a lease. We we got to get a lease, right? I mean, right. we can't just move into someone's uh, location without a lease. Right. So what we do, we negotiate with the we negotiate with the landlord. Right. We try to get you, you know, the best deal possible. Okay. We see it as we're doing it for ourselves, you know. So it's we always try to get you like a couple months free, you know, if possible, the lowest rent possible, and uh, you know, the main thing is free months because it takes it takes about six months to open up yeah. a pharmacy. You know, so it's crucial in the beginning because you're just pouring money into it. Sure. You know, so, yeah, with the lease, we also try to sign a long-term lease. But it all depends on the clients. For us, mm-hmm. we make sure it's a transferable lease, so it transfers over to the new owners. And then we also put an exit clause in there. So just in case, um, you know, the new owner doesn't like it, you know, they'll just go with the lease. And then, you know, they can give like a 90-day exit clause or so whatever. So they can break away from the lease yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, so we make and, sure they're not trapped. Yeah. If you can get that, that's pretty good. Yeah, Definitely. We, that's, 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 what, that's our priorities. Any of the landlords ever given you problems with that, the 90-day uh, exit strategy? Or we no? never had that problem because we usually work with the landlords too like uh, you know like hey what do you want after two two years is guaranteed you know after two years let that 90 day kick in like life is what you negotiate sure right so yeah so you do all of that then and um it probably um, short term would be better than long term right now, right? And then they have the option to add renew. options in it or renew it. Yeah, option to okay. renew is always there. Okay. And the build out is taking about six months, you mentioned? Yes. To, to do the build. Is that the build out, physical build out, or is that also getting the licenses getting and licenses insurances in place? And insurances in place. Okay, yes. so about six months. And yeah, what so. all entails on doing the. Um, the applications, applying for all the licenses, all the insurances. I heard something about a surety bond. You know, let's talk yeah, about yes, that because a lot of people are maybe confused on what that all is. Yeah, the surety bond uh, is ESI, which is Express Scripts. Okay. They are requesting that uh, you have a 500K surety bond. 
surety bond, um, you might be familiar with, is basically like a 500k uh, credit line. Okay. So a lot of the new pharmacists that's want to open up pharmacies, they're having trouble opening pharmacies in Wayne County. This ESI surety bond is in red zones. Wayne okay. County is part of a red zone. Yeah. Parts of Wayne County. Yeah. yeah. So they're having a hard time getting that. 500K surety bond, you just can't go and get a 500K surety bond. You have bond. to have assets and stuff like that. So for a new pharmacist that graduated, you know, from school. Yeah. You're not going to have funds like that. He's going to have a hard time unless mom and dad have. Mm -hmm. Can you get a cosigner on that? or You can. You can. On that. And what, what's a $500,000 surety bond costing? It costs about 2 to 3%. Yeah, per year, fifteen k. About thirty thousand. It's mandatory for two, two years. years, so you have so to pay. thirty thousand to get you a five hundred thousand dollars surety bond. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. and then after that, it just wipes out, or no? You have to renew it another two years later. Okay, until you build credibility with the nope. uh, company, it you, just has to have. You have to continually continually have, have it. it. Yes. Okay, um, going back to the build out, really quick. All the computers, everything's in there. Yes. So the buy or the uh, the pharmacist or whoever's buying the pharmacy, it's going to be turnkey. Correct. Absolutely. Right. So they don't have to do other than know um, how, how to, to run the run business. The business. Yeah, how to, yeah. Well, how let me ask you it. this question: Do you have to be a pharmacist to own a pharmacy? You do not. You do not. No. So a lot of these people are doing what? They're hiring pharmacists. You must have a pharmacist inside of the pharmacy at okay. all times. Okay. And then. Um, are, are they finding pharmacists through schoolings? Are retired pharmacists? I want to buy a pharmacy. I know pharmacists; they charge eighty thousand plus. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, good amount on right. salary. What should I go for? Should I go for a new pharmacist just out of school, or should I go for a retired person? It all depends on your experience. If you're in the pharmacy field, I recommend personally that you go with someone that has experience okay. because you're fairly new you're not going to know anything i know nothing about the so business. you need to have someone experienced, experienced. Okay. and you need to have a, a team that's behind you with advisors like rx alliance solution okay because if you don't know what you're doing you're, you're just signing up for bankruptcy yeah. any business and you you guys find pharmacists definitely so if i if i buy a business from you a pharmacy you, you have staff. turnkey with staff and yes, all. Sir. Right. Yeah, it's a good deal. We That's also a... provide help, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had customers that previously bought pharmacies from us. They were stuck. We right. gave free consultations to them. We helped them out. Tanvir is great with the customer service. Good, good know. deal. So if somebody can always call yeah. up RX Alliance Solutions yes. and ask for like a hotline, right, and you get the information. Direct phone number. Good, good, very good. Um, what kind of add-ons can I add? It all depends oh. on you. Because I, I get a 1,400-square-foot pharmacy. Mm -hmm. I got this lobby, mm -hmm. and I've got a lot of space to fill this in. What would be a good add-on? You know, you walk into some of these bigger chains. Right. They have a ton of stuff to sell up front. Over the counters. Right. Is there anything that is regulated I can sell? Or can I get out and sell wheelchairs and canes Definitely. and walkers? Yes. You know, speaking of wheelchairs, you know, you can always add a DME, durable medical equipment. Okay. Uh, where they do oxygen, wheelchairs, uh, braces. You could have that as a storefront. As Tanvir mentioned, you could have uh, OTC drugs, uh, vitamins, things like that. Over the counter. Over the counter and, and medicines. Sell that stuff. Yes. With yeah. durable medical equip equipment, um, so you you also you can get you can start building insurances for it too. But you, that's a whole different uh, application. But uh, you can always have the wheelchairs and stuff like that outside, and you know you can sell mm -hmm. it for cash. That's fine. and. Again, that goes back to the custom package. If a customer wants that, we will 
We will do that. Do we'll that. do all the DME paperwork for them, have a DME set up for them in the front. So when you say it's turnkey, it really is turnkey. It, really, it is. It is turnkey. Good, good, good. We deal. like to say turnkey straight to the pen. That's Even it. the pen is there. Yeah. <laughs> Even supply the pen in there. Yes, sir. Um, what about opening up nearby like a adult, senior citizens, you know, uh, living quarters or a building, um, AFC homes? Those would be great accounts to have. Yeah. Yeah, and people out there that do have it, you know, they're next to a senior home, you know, senior home plaza, you can go and say, hey, we want to be the pharmacy that supplies That's you guys. Right. And we, we have had pharmacies that, uh, you know, we actually did that with, um, and it works out great. You know, you just have to maintain a good relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, make sure the patients are taken care of. Right, right. You know, and so. the state pretty much, they, they uh, um, do you have, like, uh, state uh, regulations, or are they checking in on you guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. Make sure yeah. that everything is up to par Absolutely. and you guys are running a uh, straightforward Absolutely. business Absolutely. and all that stuff. And this, this is a business that it's life or death, you know, so you have to, it's very, it's very strict, you know, and you have to take it seriously. You know, you mess up one medication and it, somebody could die, right. you know, and that's why the state is always on top of it. And you as the owner, you have to be on top of it too. Right. You know, and this is not something that people, t you know, that anyone that owns pharmacies take lightly. You know, it's mandatory. That's why a licensed pharmacist must be in the pharmacy. And, right, and you got to treat it like a business, Absolutely. like any business, you know. It's uh, the famous saying is what, if the cat's not around, the mice play, right? So you definitely want to be there and on top of all of that. Absolutely. Right. Let's talk about compounding. I hear about compounding. What? Uh, explain what compounding is. Compounding is a mixture of medicine okay. in different forms, ointments, creams, Eye drops, powders, okay, different yeah. kinds of mixtures. Uh, we dealt with compounds in the past where we made our own formula for pain creams. There was a multiple, maybe we had a pain cream called C Neuropathy. It was a, a pain cream mm -hmm. which consisted of 12 ingredients. Uh, it took about um, to make 12 jars, 480 grams. Uh, it roughly took us uh, about 30, 40 minutes to make. You have to... Uh, Each. Yeah, it takes time. And, and that's something you guys actually Definitely. do or the pharmacist has to do that? Again, going back to RX Alliance Solution, we will... You can't just make compounds and sell them. Right. You have to be certified. You have to be sterile. You have to have the hood. You have to be ready to make the compounds. The state has to You need, uh, like, too. refrigeration and all that stuff, Yeah, correct? there's even licensing. Right. You need all of that. Okay. Going back to our clients, we handle all of that. So if someone wants to open a specialty compounding pharmacy, we do that also. Okay. So we pretty much dabble in everything in the pharmacy field. And it, there's a big demand for, for compounding, correct? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. on that side. So, um, and can I run this business absentee? What do you mean? If I buy a pharmacy, can I just say I want to buy five pharmacies and just, you know, take a little bit from each one? Or yes. It, if you does have it have to be owner-operated? No, if you have a pharmacist that's on it's staff, pr it's pretty, then uh -huh. you can be absentee. Okay, very good. Yeah. So once once the whole, pro I, I order my custom package or my basic package, you guys build it all out, you give me the training, mm -hmm. I've signed the lease, and we're ready to go. Yes. Um. Now what we do is we do kind of like, I think, a closing package, right? Yes. There's got to be a closing package. And at the closing package, um, usually we recommend an attorney to do yes. the closing package. 
Um, we've got Jordan Weiss with us. Jordan Weiss does a lot of business transactions. He does a lot of closing deals and closing uh, packages and all. How's Jordan, Jordan has Jordan done today? some for us, too. Jordan's work with yes. RX Alliance Solutions. Great, great. So, Jordan, once we got this deal done, everything's all into place. We bring the purchase agreement to you, and then what do we do from there? I mean, we got to put a whole package together. You can't just... Uh, Give a check and say, okay, I'm the proud owner now of this pharmacy, right? At legally, you've got to do the right pra- paperwork. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today, sure. Armin. Uh, there is there's still a lot of work to be done, even once uh, everything is agreed to, okay. uh, because there are a lot of documents that it takes <laughs> to actually effectuate this transfer. Mm-hmm. So it is really important that somebody who knows what they're doing prepare all the documents. For and sure. that's, uh, in, in some of these instances, uh, that's where I come in as the impartial closing attorney. Good, good. So... Um, you basic off go off the purchase agreement, correct? Yeah, the, a lot of the, the information the, the is... The guts are in the purchase agreement. Absolutely. So so all the information is, is provided by the purchase agreement Okay. Um, because that's everything that's been agreed to. Sure. So we go from that information and we craft all the documents uh, that transfer all the assets, all the property, okay. uh, anything that's going along with this sale to the new owner. Okay, great. So um, entities... Tell me a little bit about entities. Should I put this pharmacy in my name personally, or should I set up a corporation or an LLC? I get both sides. I hear uh, you know stories from both sides how I should do this. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is if you set up a corporation or a limited liability company, okay. uh, you're personally protecting any assets that you might have in your name, okay. whether that's your car, uh, your bank accounts, your house. It protects these from, uh, say, if you don't manage to run your business successfully okay. and you rack up a lot of debts. If they're in your name personally, then all of these assets, like your house, uh, can be uh, sought by, by creditors. And, and so what happens is if you create a corporation or a limited liability company, okay. then the only things that are accessible to those creditors that you've signed for uh, are going to be uh, the, thing, the assets of the company itself. And so most of the time we say that you absolutely want to want to have your own entity uh, and that can be filed with the state. Right. And then that is actually who's buying, who's buying the business, who's okay. running the business. Uh, that's, that's usually the best way to go. Obviously, different situations have their own uh, little important details, but uh, mostly we would want to recommend that it is going to be done through through an outside entity and not through your personal. Okay. Name. But, you know, I hear something like if I bought this pharmacy from RX Alliance Solutions. Sure. Landlords sometimes want a personal guarantee. They know that I want to set up a, an entity for liability purposes. Correct? Absolutely. And, so, and you know, what do you? What are your thoughts on the personal guarantee? You see a lot of that happening, or yeah, you know, sometimes they're they're required, and again, some things can be negotiated away, right. and some things can't. Obviously, if you have a brand new company that doesn't have any assets, right. that you're going to be pumping some of your personal funds into. They need some sort of way to know that you're not going to be out of business in six months. Correct. And if you are, that they have protection before they can get out there and fill uh, fill their space. So a lot of times what will happen is, is a landlord will require a personal guarantee. And that means that you're saying that personally you are going to make sure that that lease is paid off. I now, promise to make those payments. Exactly. Now, obviously, hopefully you're going to be making these payments through your company. Hopefully your business is going to be doing you know well enough that you're making your rent every month. And also, uh, should something happen, landlords also have a requirement to mitigate their losses mm-hmm. and try and fill that space with a new tenant. 
but in the meantime, you might be on the hook. Now, that's where the personal guarantee comes in. If your company goes out of business, has no assets left, then you might have to fill that in. But uh, most of the time, those are going to be something that, that somebody's going to look at if there's no corporate history. If you got 80 or 100 other stores out there, maybe they're going to look at your corporate history sure. and say, they've got enough assets where we don't need uh, somebody to step in and guarantee it. But a lot of times, if this is something you're doing, or if this is maybe maybe your first, your second, your third, that might be something that's going to be needed to get you into that space. 80 stores, though, would it make sense to put them all under one entity or have individual entities? No, a lot of times you're going to be uh, splitting them up under, right. under individual, individual entities. Individual for protection keep, to keep on each all one the other ones. protected from right, the other right, ones. Right, absolutely. absolutely. So we've got now ready to close. Yeah. You're ready to put a closing package together. Yes. Okay. So in the closing package, obviously, there's a closing statement, correct? Sure. That'll give you the breakdown where all the funds are going to go? Yes. The, the closing statement uh, just breaks down how <coughs> each of the funds are being paid out, whether they're uh, obviously uh, there's usually money that's going to the sellers because that's what they're doing here. They're mm -hmm. selling their business uh, in return for the money. There's going to be uh, a commission that is probably going to be paid to the business broker like Armin. Right. There may be some tax liabilities. First goes to the broker. First, first goes <laughs> the to the broker. Commission first has to get paid to the broker. <laughs> he first. did a great job to get both parties to the table. That's right. So, so he did his work. Uh, there may be some tax liabilities if, uh, if it's an existing business that, right. that you're taking over that the seller is still responsible for. So there might be some money that's withheld uh, in an escrow, in a right. tax escrow. Uh, there could be any other liabilities if, if anything else is being paid on credit or being paid in monthly installments that aren't being assumed. Those things might be getting getting paid off out, right. out of these out of these funds. So the closing statement is going to break all that down for both sides okay. and lay out where all those liabilities were, how much is being paid, how much is actually going to the seller. Okay, perfect. So I know how much money to bring to the table. Absolutely. And I know how much money, or the at least the uh, the seller is going to know how much money they're. They're walking away with. Yeah. After taking out all the um, taking out all either the fees, debt or fees, any expenses, fees, and everything. That's a any attorney's fees, any any commissions, all those are, are accounted for and, and listed on the on the statement. Okay, very good. Um, I, I noticed, you know, when we sell businesses, we do a non compete. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about a non compete. Um, you know, obviously, we don't want uh, somebody to open up uh, close by or anything like that. Let's talk a little bit about it. And I don't know if this goes so much to the pharmacies, unless it's one guy that has multiple pharmacies. Sure. But a non-compete is what? For how many miles? How many years? Tell me a little bit more. So non-competes, again, uh, are negotiable. Usually we'll, we'll talk about, you know, a five-mile radius in a couple of years, two, three, uh, two, three years, to protect the buyer from having the experienced seller open up a new place right down the street, across the street, around right the block. Right next door. <laughs> yeah, you want that guarantee that somebody sure. who knows what they're doing is not going to come back in and try and undercut you once you've paid out all this money for, for, for your own business, whether it's uh, a pharmacy, a pizza shop, an ice cream store. They're, they're guaranteeing you that they won't compete as part of the selling price. Right, right. It's, it's, a, it's a really valuable piece, uh, piece of paper and, and guarantee to have from that seller. And it's it's certainly one of the more important parts to make sure that you're you're on your way to a successful business. Okay, okay. Um, we make sure that's uh, kind of mandatory too, because we don't we don't want you don't want to open a one right across. We, you sold one to me, and then to, you, know, you know somebody else. Mike wants the one across the street, and right. you go you know forget Armin. Let's go ahead and open right. one right across the street from Armin. You know, yeah. It just I think it's just, sure. I mean, occasionally you have somebody who's maybe retiring. That's why they're looking to sell their business. It's time to move on. Maybe maybe go somewhere warm during the winter. 
you don't have to worry about them most of the time. Um, but but obviously, if you're young, if you're going to keep going, you don't want somebody to decide six months down the line. Maybe they really love what they were doing. They really loved where they were. What are they going to do now? Right, right. So, and I'm so, sure it happens. Contact uh, RS yeah. Alliance. We have <laughs> locations. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's why it's it's really important to include this. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's negotiated as part of the purchase agreement, and all that information. What, what's is a be typical? In there. What would you say typical mile, typical <laughs> years? I would say that depending on the type of business, if it's something that's more common. Uh, we're looking at maybe something like a five-mile radius, so that's okay. going in all directions. Gives you a nice from square mileage coverage the, from yeah, the point of the, of, the, of, of the business. Yeah, okay. so that's giving you some nice coverage and a, and a nice uh, a nice buffer bet- between you and 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 the previous and the seller. Uh, if they're less common, you might get more of a geographical area, or if you're uh, less common, you're talking about maybe uh, like an internet-based business, or, yeah, or just talking... if it's something that's that's not, uh, you know, not everything can be on every corner. There's, right. there's saturation, so if you're looking at something, you know, coffee shops are going to be anywhere somebody's going to pull For off sure. the road. But if you're looking at more of a specialty type restaurant, or right. Or, uh, or more of a specialty type business that isn't everywhere and, and isn't on every corner, then you're going to probably get more of a distance right? because people are more willing to drive sure. to, to come to something like that. Very good, very good. What about allocation? <coughs> Allocations of a purchase price. Yeah, so allocation. So, uh, there's benefits of owning a business. Absolutely. Correct? So, um, so let's talk about allocations. Yeah, um, so... Uh, and I am not a tax expert, so I want to get that out there. So, sure. so don't come to me for or looking for specific tax advice because that's what your CPA is for, and I'm Correct. not a tax attorney. Let's just give but, the definition of the allocations <laughs> of the purchase, just uh, so everybody knows what it is. But the allocations of the purchase price are there. There are different elements of the business. So some of it is the personal property, some of it is goodwill, and each of these uh, are going to ultimately total up to the total selling price. That said, some of these are deductible. Uh, based on the tax code, and because of that, you're going to want to meet with your CPA and get some allocations of what each individual aspect of the selling price is, whether this is going to be shelves and inventory, whether this is going to be computer and software systems, whether you might be getting a a business that has just the, the most spectacular name, everybody knows it's a good place, and that might value it because the foot traffic, the people who walk in, the people who will say, I will only buy my products from this company, uh, if that's really high, you're going to have a lot of goodwill. For sure. Uh, so all of these go into what makes the total uh, what makes the total selling price. And you have to have these set out because ultimately some of them are going to be uh, are going to be deductible at the end of your tax year. Right. So you want to make sure you have this. Uh, you're going to speak with your CPA. You're going to break these down. The seller and the per- and the and the purchaser have to agree on them, so they have the same numbers it's down. Got, it's got to match. On it both has sides. to match. Yeah, they're 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 filing the same document. And when when should that be filed? So that has to be filed by the end of the year when uh, with your taxes as part of that. So okay, you're going to want right. So if, if you so close if 2017, buying, it's got to be on the 2017. It's going to be taxes. with your 2017 taxes. taxes. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, what about hold harmless agreements? So let's let's um, you know a lot of people don't know what that is. Yeah. Obviously. So so these are these are important protections going both ways. Is there's going to be one uh, for the seller that's going to hold harmless the purchaser from anything before the purchase date, uh, as well as the purchaser is going to get a hold harmless agreement for anything before uh, for anything before the purchase date. And that says that each party um, is going to take responsibility mm-hmm. for anything that happened while they owned. Obviously, while they own the business, we don't want anything to happen. We don't want anybody to come in and have any reason to sue you. And and what they might be doing that for is is a different question. 
But obviously, if you bought this business in October and somebody, because you're the current owner, somebody's naming you in the lawsuit, even though whatever happened with them happened the previous March, obviously, that's not your responsibility. So in that instance, the hold harmless agreement is going to come in uh, and and protect the purchaser. Sure. And that's all going to be up to the insurance or to the, to def, to the defense of the seller. Uh, on the same note, there's also hold harmless agreements for the attorney and for the broker because all of the information provided and all of the decisions were made by the purchaser and the seller. Right. Uh, and so the attorney and the broker have to be protected because they're not giving advice. That's right. They're just making connections. That's right. Or, or effectuating the, the, the actual closing of the business and transfer of, of the business. So it's, it's very important here to, to have hold harmless agreements for both the purchaser and the seller as well as the broker and, and the attorney in the, uh, who's, who's doing the closing. So the closing date is pretty much the cutoff. The closing date is the cutoff. That's, that's when everything that's changes. Everything changes hands, and the uh, yeah. seller holds the buyer harmless of any wrongdoing up until the closing date. Exactly. And then the buyer holds the seller harmless of any wrongdoing after the closing date. Absolutely, that, because closing is when everything is when everything changes. So on the closing date, the, the, the buyer comes in, and they get, Switch keys they get their, and all that stuff. Their, their pharmacy, their restaurant, their, their salon. It comes on that date, and then once that once that closing is done, the the purchaser is now running their business, right? And and so they're responsible going forward, right? Tanvir Muhammad mentioned something about assisting buyers that are buying pharmacies, and I think there's a there's a, an agreement for that, right? Assisting the buyer, yeah, absolutely. It's like a transitional so, period, so you know, um, buying an existing pharmacy or buying any business, you know, if I don't know much about it, I want at least the um, the seller. To sit there, you know, at least for two weeks, guys. I don't know what you guys usually charge or you offer two weeks or three weeks for a smooth transitional period. Let the buyer get comfortable with the store, you know, know how to operate everything. It's usually one to two weeks. You we, do one to we, two weeks we, on that? We work hands on with them, you know. So okay, show them all sure the, 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 the programs and everything of that sort. We actually had a buyer that did that with the Woodward uh, yeah, sale. Yeah. They wanted uh, two weeks. Two weeks for you guys to stay on board and, yes. and, 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 Help and them run out. the business. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And then, Jordan, you put some kind of documentation for that. Yeah, so because again, they got to follow that. Again, this is one of those terms that's worked out in the, uh, in the purchase agreement. Uh, and the terms of the time, whether the, that's paid, whether that's included in the purchase price, uh, and depending on the complexity of the business, mm-hmm. obviously somebody can't necessarily come in and give up all their time for two weeks uh, for free. So maybe that's going to be included. Maybe there's going to be a set rate for, for the amount of time. Right. And then that, that agreement is going to state how long the uh, how long they're going to come in and help you, show you all the software, any of the POS systems, uh, work out any of the credit cards, uh, inventory, right. how all those work, how all the ordering is done. Uh, and the, the seller is going to, as part of that agreement, is going gonna, is gonna to stick around, help out the purchaser, make sure they're landing on their feet when they're going off to run their business. Right. And so that's going to be another document that's part of the closing packet based on the terms of the purchase agreement. Has any seller not abide by it? Have they uh, backed out? I mean, that could be a lawsuit, right? You know, yeah, there's, a lawsuit for that. there's certainly always times. I think uh, we're lucky enough to, to most of the time work with really good people. And they're just as happy to see someone who who's going to be happy in something that 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 they loved and they right. they worked hard at. So uh, most the next, of the right. time, right. it's usually not a problem. The the sellers are always more than happy to take phone calls from their purchasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more than happy to to stop in. You know, right. say you know you need anything, you call me, you text me. 
uh, thankfully, we, we, we mostly work with pretty good people, okay. and, and I personally haven't had to deal with that, though I can absolutely see somebody who just wants to, to walk away hands clean after the closing. Uh, but if that's part of the agreement, that's part of the agreement. I mean, we could always escrow money, right? To, uh, you could, yeah, you could escrow money escrow for anything funds, Let them have that tra- transitional training period, and then once that's done, we release the funds. Yeah, so, I mean, an escrow works as protection. Uh, for anything that that you're worried, any terms right. might not be uh, might not be fulfilled. So you can hold an escrow and say, you know, if it's, you know, you're worried about whether or not they're going to show up and train, then you can hold that escrow uh, that's only released upon the end of the two week training period if the if the seller took care of all of it. Right. Uh, the same way we do taxes, that everything we have to get a letter back from from the from the state saying that the taxes are all zeroed out. Uh, until then, they don't get that ta- that that escrow. So right. you can you can escrow uh, pretty much for any of the terms to make sure they're complied mm-hmm. with. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, affidavit regarding creditors. Yeah, this says that uh, the same way that you're you're selling a business that that somebody's going to come in with a clean slate. So if you owe any money in the name of the business, that's not that they're not picking up. Right. You're going to make sure that uh, that all those funds are, are are paid off, and so they need to say who's owed money what the amount of the money is owed, whether this is something that's being taken care of, whether it's something that's going along with the sale. Mm-hmm. And so, and that affidavit is going to be signed and notarized, uh, and that says that that this is who they owe money right. to right. for the business and why that's how that's going to be taken care of. And obviously, again, this is an important document. Things change, and if uh, somebody wasn't given the full truth, then this is an important document to have that says, like, Hey, you know, I you told me that everything was paid. Yeah, right. that everything was paid off, and now I'm getting bills coming from right. whether it's providers, your telecoms, whether it's your credit mm-hmm. card merchants, you know, any of these. But but that's why this is a really important document. Well, that affidavit regarding creditors, especially if we do a stock sale, and I, I know we go back or we talked about it when you're buying a pharmacy, um, a stock sale usually you're picking that up. Right, and so you're taking all the liabilities are coming with it. Yeah, if you're if you're doing a stock purchase, a stock agreement instead of uh, instead of, of an, a, asset, a, an, an asset, asset transfer, then you're going to be running the same company that's already existed. Right, and so then it's very important for for to know who the creditors are because you're on the hook. Right, 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 right. So you're taking over that those liabilities because you're it, running so. an existing company at that point. Right. Um, and then we, we, you could always, you know, escrow money for tax clearance too, as we talked yeah, about. Yeah, you can escrow money for tax clearance. There's a, a letter that has to be provided by the state that says, yes, mm-hmm. the taxes are paid off for the year, uh, or through the closing date. Okay. Uh, and those, the, the state actually works pretty quickly to get those out. So you apply yeah, I heard for like those. 30 days, 30 to 40 Usually days, about 30 days. days, sometimes even quicker. All right. Which one of the few things that the state provides within, uh, within a pretty good time frame, <laughs> uh, within a, not within a known time frame. Right. And, uh, and, and you're all set. Once you get that letter, your, your tax escrow gets released and, uh, and you're getting the balance, hopefully the balance of your purchase price. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the bill of sale. Sure. You know, obviously, we've got to identify everything that's going with the sale, right? When you buy a car, Absolutely. you get a bill of so sale. So this is that's... a big question: is how do you how do you prove that you bought something? Uh, with a car, it's easy. You have a title, right? Uh, sign that over. Whoever whoever has that that piece of paper that says I own that car, <coughs> uh, and you can't do that with uh, with with shelving units with computers. Right. Whoever owns it is who has it. So how do you prove that? The bill of sale. Bill of sales document that lists all the types of property that are being mm-hmm. sold, uh, anything that's tangible 
but that does not have any other proof of documentation like a, like a motor vehicle right. light. So that bill of sale says that uh, I am selling you everything that's here, whether as an asset purchase, right. they know that, that that is transferred. If anybody says, no, you don't own that, you say, yes, here's, here's the bill of sale right. from, the, from, the, from the seller. They were the previous owner, and, and this document shows that they transferred to me as part of this asset transfer. Right. Tanvir Muhammad, you guys, you guys give an equipment list, right? Of when, you, when you do the build-out, everything that's coming with it, yes. it's itemized and it's documented. Yes. And that would be attached to the closing documents. Yes, that would be attached sale. and that would be included. Including the bill of sale. Certainly. All that. So, okay, great. Great. Um, security agreement. I'm buying a business on a promissory note. Let's talk a little bit about promissory note because we can't call it a land contract. We're not selling the land. Sure. So it's it's pretty much like a an IOU. Jordan, yeah. would you say a promissory note, security? Yeah, so let's... it's uh, a prom- So a promissory note is is a piece of paper that says, uh, you know, I I'm going to pay back this this amount of money. Right. Usually, uh, obviously, if you can pay cash. Then you're out free and clear. Everybody loves that. Everybody, right. everybody has that. Sometimes it Cash doesn't happen. Cash is Always. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but sometimes you just can't make it happen. You don't have the assets on hand. Um, and if if a seller says that's okay, you know right. we'll work with you. Uh, don't go to the bank. You don't need a loan. We'll we'll self finance this. Then what's going to so happen? So the seller will be their personal banker. The seller, in, in essence, this case, right. will be the personal banker. They're going to say, "I don't need it all up front." Right. But then they need some protection as well. So the promissory note says that I'm going to pay back this much money at, at, at this interest rate. Right. Uh, and and it's it's proof that that you owe this money. Right. So that's the agreement to pay. Yeah. It, then then you get into the then you get into the security agreement, correct? Which is what protects the seller in this case, okay. or, or whoever's doing the financing. What happens is usually they'll retain an, an interest in everything that's left in that store. Right. The things on the shelves, the shelves themselves, uh, any computer systems, any money that's coming in. They're going to say, you you get to use it." But it protects them should those payments stop. Right. And so you have to give them permission for, and there are all kinds of things that are agreement. It can be inventory. It can be bank accounts. Any of these and anything that goes into the security agreement says this is what's protecting right. our agreement since you were nice enough to finance this without making me go find a bank that's going to loan me this money. And so the security agreement is really important to have. And it's really important. It has to be really specific about what types of, of things are going to protect this interest. Okay. It doesn't say that that uh, the seller can walk into the bank and withdraw money from my account, but it says that right. if the payments stop, any money that's in uh, the that's account security in this, is going to be yeah. Is it's gonna, just like a bank does on a house, right? Absolutely, the same thing. They, it's, they it's the same type. It. It's the same type of, of agreement as, as you would have from a bank. It's just in this case, it's the seller who's gonna who's gonna get all of that information. Uh, who's going to have that interest, retain that interest. Once you pay that off, it's yours. Okay. Free and clear, all the agreement, the security, the promissory note is fulfilled, security agreement expires, uh, and, and then once that's all paid out, that, that, that's yours, Correct. and nobody else has that interest in it anymore. Do you do a UCC filing also on behalf of the seller? Yeah, a UCC filing is real important because somebody, if, if say, uh, Somebody else is going to give you a loan. Somebody wants to start a revolving line of credit mm-hmm. uh, for you to put merchandise on the shelves. They need to know who else might have an interest in, in, that, uh, in that property. And so what we do is it's called the UCC filing. 
It's for the Uniform Commercial Code. Every state has their own system, right. and usually a pretty easy online search. And that <coughs> way, they can just put in the name of the business. They can say, "Oh, here the sellers have still have an interest. Right. Uh, whoever still has an interest or or doesn't have an interest, it's free and clear. And that right. way, they have the most priority should something go wrong." Great, great, great. It's more like liens too, right? Yeah, that's exactly so what it is. That, that's yeah. that's what it is. What is it the is. interest that the yeah. security agreement grants is, is a lien, and then that way, if anybody else is gonna is gonna establish a credit account with you, they know who who else is where it's they are first. in that in that in that pecking order. And unless it gets renewed, the yeah, seller's so the they, only one that can release that. Lien. So they last for a certain amount of time, right. and they are renewable. Right. Uh, but they, and if it's if it's before uh, if it's before the term of the of, of expiration. Then the the seller can put in or can just file a release that right. same way to online says everything is paid off right. they're good to go good 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 deal um, it's a lot easier than when you just have to go in and search search by by mortgage interest and oh yeah much easier to just pop in the name online for and sure. see anybody that comes up for sure and I I think business brokers do that actually for part of their uh, yeah so they're just like any title title look title insurance they're always there are more in-depth searches right. you can do and more information you can get um, a basic search what might tell you that there are other lien holders or there aren't uh, a pay search might tell you specifically who the other lien holders are specifically what interest they have when they filed it um, but these vary uh, but they're still really important to have uh, nobody guarantees the UCC search uh, especially not the broker but it's good cursory information to know uh, just whether or not whatever you're buying is clear, or then whatever somebody might be uh, might be looking to to guarantee for you uh, is clear. Great, great, great. And then obviously all the phone numbers and websites and um, the company name all get transferred over. Yeah, what happens is, uh, and that's just a really simple document that says, you know, they're going to take over. They have permission to take over that phone number. That probably they're going to switch the telecoms into their name. If there's any website address, you're going to give them that information to to either move that to their own hosting, to move that whole website, uh, and that and that fax number. Some people still have fax numbers. Right. Uh, we're still going to, and that that's all going to go over to over to the buyer. The name, all of that's included usually, and we just have a, a, a relatively simple document that just says, you know, put in all the numbers that are going to be transferred, uh, and and those become property of the buyer as well. Great, great, great. Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, Jordan Weiss, how can somebody get in touch with you for their services? Yeah, somebody, uh, if anybody has any questions, we're always happy to talk with them. Uh, phone number for the office is 248-939-9979 or jzwesq.com. Great. Um, we got 10 minutes left. I just want to do our featured listings for this week. And um, obviously, they're going to be about pharmacies because... Uh, <laughs> That's what our topic is. And actually, these three pharmacies, two of them are new builds uh, by RX Alliance Solutions, and one is an existing uh, pharmacy. So the, the two new ones that we have for sale right now is one is in Frazier. Correct. And it is in, it's on a highly traveled road. Um, the build-out's to be done by January 2018. All the licenses and insurance should be active around May. Correct? Correct. Okay, this is a 1,400-square-foot pharmacy. Um, the rent is very reasonable from what I see. It's about $1,000 gross. Yes. Gross is all in. Yes. All your CAM, common area maintenance charges are all included. Um, the price on that one's $125,000. Uh, 
Um, we got another one that's a new build out in Clinton Township. This one's actually in a medical building. Yes. It's got how many doctors? Four doctors. Four doctors, and it's got a clinic in there, too? Yeah, it has a psychiatric clinic psychiatric. inside, too. Okay, and it's uh, 1,400, 1,400 square. 1,400 square foot. Same thing, and then the rent on this one's about we the same? negotiated the 1,000, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. You guys should do all the negotiations <laughs> on a lot of buyers and sellers on leases. We want to. We try, you know, we try our best to work with the, you know, uh, Landlord too, so right, right, works right. Out great. Uh, the price on that one is one hundred and fifty thousand. Correct. One forty nine. That's a and great price. It is for these for the new location. Build, new build ones. Obviously, once you start building them up, um, you got clientele, you got goodwill. Scripts are coming through. Right. The price goes up too. Right. right. So it's good to start off on a lower. Um, then we have one in Detroit. Detroit has been established since uh, two thousand thirteen. Does about six hundred and sixty thousand cash flows over a hundred thousand. Correct. Um, this one's twenty two hundred square feet. This one's a little unique yeah, because it, it's got um, it's got like three or four medical buildings, <coughs> in right. the medical rooms in the back. It has a built clinic inside that a doctor can come in and operate, like an on call or something. A doctor you can get family um, practice. Turn a, one into. Is there compounding there, or you could turn one of the rooms into a compound room? You could turn in the rooms to a compound. Into room. a compound room on yeah. that one, and yeah. then that one is. Um, uh, highly traveled road, obviously. The historic Grand River. How many uh, scripts does this one do a day, would you say? This one's doing average about 60 prescriptions a day. A 60? 60. What would be a good pharmacy? You know, I know we're going to get a little sidetracked here, but what, what should someone look for when script-wise? Script-wise, if you're looking for script-wise, I think uh, target number should be maybe somewhere in between 50 to 75. They'll give you a foundation built. And then just anything over that, it's you're, it's, it's you're happy. Definitely a plus. You're really happy. Um, any new locations, guys? You guys have anything opening up new pretty soon, or have you guys found some new locations to build out? We have. We are looking for a few more. We actually Shelby into, Township. We looked into like two or three in Shelby that we might be moving yeah. on to. So, um, you know, depends how fast you sell them. You know, right. We will bring in more. <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. 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 We're open. Open anywhere for uh, any buyers. Right. Good. Good deal. Yeah. We um, want. We want. We want. Uh, you know, these buyers to contact us. So. And so we could do it for them, you know. It was so much cheaper uh, doing it that way than, you know, buying a existing build. You know, with building right. it yourself, you know, you'll get a much better deal. Right. We're ready right. to build. Right. You know, really quick, mail order. I'm hearing, I get a lot of out-of-state buyers. Mm -hmm. And you guys should know this because I sold a couple of your pharmacies from out-of-state buyers. Right. Yeah. They're really pushing the mail order. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about mail order. Why are we seeing mail orders going really big nowadays? Mail order for the conveniency. Is that what there it is? Are like just senior, uh, seniors that can't get out the, ho mm -hmm. the homes. They're having a hard time getting transportation. Um, it's just more convenient for right. someone to get their medicine ordered to their home. And in any business, you know, convenience is everything now. Absolutely. And it's what people want. So that's that's the goal for any business to become more convenient. Right. You mm -hmm. know, so once you're more convenient, people will come to you. Great, 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 mm -hmm. great. Um, Tanvir, Mohammed, thanks for coming. It was a uh, thank you for having me. You guys us. were with uh, RX Alliance us. Solutions. How can people get in touch with you guys? Uh, check out our website. It's www.rxalliancesolution.com. Um, also, you can reach us on email, rxalliancesolution at gmail.com. Okay. Um, my direct cell phone number, you can contact me, 586-822-0336. Okay. And that's my direct cell phone number, so you can contact me on that anytime. Set up a time they can meet with you and tell yeah. them all their needs, yeah. and you can uh, 
get a game plan how to yeah. start from beginning to life, to life is what you negotiate yeah. and yep. you know Absolutely. we're willing to work with you as hard as possible great you know, and we're willing to put in that work so great great, great. hard work and dedication that's right thanks guys jordan thank you, thanks armin. thank you oh. armin you're the man <laughs> best business broker in town hey armin is there <laughs>